Welcome back, everybody, to an all-new episode of DirtCast. I am your co-host, Madeline Davies. And I am your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And this week on the podcast, we have our old pals, Matt and Viviana from the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan 1994 Museum, to come and try some celebrity wines with us because they're very fun to drink with. Oh, this is great. This is wine. Yeah, this This is is wine. wine. Yeah, (laughs) This is one thing. And they're going to talk about the new Tanya Harding movie, I, Tanya, Mm -hmm. and how they're kind of recharging their exhibit to embrace this Tanya Harding wave that's coming our way. This renaissance. This Tanya Harding re-renaissance is not the right word, but you know. Sure. Maybe. Why not? Sure. Why not? We, I, I'm, we're in charge of this. Yeah, Whatever. exactly. <laughs> but before we get into the celebrity dust-ups and <laughs> makeups of the week, uh-huh. Megan, how's it going? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for asking. Anytime. I never, I never thought you would. Uh- okay. <laughs> okay. That was unnecessary. Um, I'm good. I had, again, I've had too much coffee prior to my arrival which is making me feel like sweatier than I should have for the temperature outside. It's a little muggy. It's, it is muggy. It's like milder. Like I brought a, I brought a scarf with me. I didn't need the scarf. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think I forgot to put on deodorant, which is something I realized halfway here. I'm not getting anything. But I'm just that great. Makes you feel that good. does. We're. I mean, let me know when we're back at the office. When sure you're basically like in my elbow, nestled in your pit. nestled in my pit. Please, advise. we do we do uh, work like the Pieta, <laughs> where basically. <laughs> Megan is Mary, and I'm just <laughs> draped over her lap. It's true. And then she types with one hand. Yes. She types, and then I use the mouse. And then yeah. that's how we do all of our work, which is very collaborative and beautiful. Right. It's just, That's think. what it's like working with women. <laughs> no one wears a brassiere, and everybody smells weird. It's awesome. Yeah, and we all just collectively just, just get it together. Just do stuff. Um, so aside from that, I'm good. I'm looking forward to my um, – my mandated day off, which is oh. on Monday. I feel like everyone else has had theirs. Yes. Everyone else has, in fact, had theirs, I think. Yeah. Well, we had – it's been a very rough couple months yeah. at Jezebel because mm-hmm. we are – Sex harassers, et cetera. Yeah. Also, we're just like a skeleton crew just also getting that. done. Yep. And so our new EIC, Koa, very generously was like, everybody has to take a day off. Yeah. In the near future. Mine is coming up and I'm going to go Christmas shopping because yeah. I am – behind on that. I would like a redo on mine okay. because that's the day I found out my grandmother had been taken oh, off life support. No. Oh, so Jesus. I feel like we should kind of, oh I should God. get another one. You should. It didn't really end. I was like, yeah, I was like oh, fuck. looking into getting a massage and then oh, I got yeah. that, I got a text that's just like, oh, your grandma's not going to make it to oh, the end of the week. Oh, my God. Um, so putting it out there. Amazing. I think I could use another one. I think she could. I mean, do you, you can, you should take mine as well. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not giving you mine. I oh, will also okay. take mine, but I will just put in a vote <laughs> for you say, taking it. That's really it. generous of you. No, I have like so many things that I have to buy still that I have not had time to do. Yeah, good. I'm shopping for myself. I know. Well, mm. good. You should. <laughs> Christmas is hard for all of us. It's true. Um, how are you, Maddie? I'm doing okay. Um, I went to go see Dear Evan Hansen this weekend. Oh my God, you did. Um, how was it? It was fine. It's like very much like a a pop musical. Did you cry? Um, I I welled. Okay, I don't think cool. a tear ever fell. But it got like something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as I kind of alluded to, I've been dealing with my own shit. Sure. And so um, 
I think I was kind of cried out at that point. That's that's fair. I get um, that. But, I mean, it's good. I okay. can see, I bet if I was 16, I would mm. be overwhelmed by it. Like on the floor? Yeah. Sobbing. And okay. you could like hear everyone crying in the theater. <laughs> Let's get into the dirtiest dirt. Um, all right. So I guess we can open with the bad man update. It's getting to the point where the reveals are, like, not to diminish the crimes, yeah. but the reveals are getting exhausting where I'm like, Yes, another Ugh. one. Yeah. 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 Um, this time, for now, it's Mario Batali. Yes, it is the pumpkin coach from Cinderella <laughs> who turned into a chef. Mario Vitali. <laughs> the pumpkin that now makes pasta. <laughs> yes. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, Mario Batali is stepping aside from his company, Batali and Bastianich something company. It's a restaurant group that he owns with Joe Bastianich. And he's also stepping aside from his role on the show The Chew, which is on ABC. No. Oh, no, there's a roll on the truth. <laughs> um, Eater published allegations of sexual misconduct against him by four women. They are gross, uh, as all of these are. I have not read a single sexual misconduct allegation that I thought was, like, not bad. But Batali, I think because he, because oh, he, like, loves a croc so much and he's also just, like, Problem the world with Gwyneth. Yeah, and like perpetually sweaty in a way that I find very uncomfortable to witness. Well, he also like speaks on anti-sexual harassment panels oh, yeah. and he's very pro-woman, which yeah, is just yeah. like... Ugh. Do you think we're going to see a reckoning in the restaurant industry? I mean, we're coming off of news this week of John Besh having to step away from his um, restaurant empire because of sexual harassment allegations. Do you think there's a reckoning coming in the food world as we've seen in other industries? I think the reckoning is coming across the board. It is the time for women and men to face each other across the board, across the table, in the same sense that sexuality and LGBTQ and LGBTQ and, and, and racism, these are all things that are, they are so far behind us in yeah. the evolutionary phase of where we are right now. It's, it's gone for most of us, but it's still holding on for people that are living in fear or in the fright of that their own diminished abilities are going to be recognized by someone who happens to be smarter than them. So it's time for that to go behind us. And, and it, it's not just the restaurant industry, it's not just the film industry, it's the banking industry, it's the Government. steel industry, the car industry. Like, all of the American industries that have been run by the madman mentality are gone. They, ha they are so far behind, and it's going to take a little time for this all to come through the mud pipes, and then it'll be behind us, and it'll be a much better place. So uh, here's one quote that I pulled out of. The story was published by Eater. They're, they're talking about a, a chef, a female chef. Minutes into their conversation, she recalls, he told her, come work for me. I'll pay you double what you're making. Moments later, someone bumped her glass, spilling wine all over her chest and down her scoop neck shirt. She alleges that Batali began rubbing her breasts with his bare hands while saying something like, let me help you with that, as he groped her chest. He just went to town and I was so shocked, the chef says. Uh. Another, apparently, another employee who was allegedly groped by Batali said that she had witnessed, quote, a lot of gray area affection with women, a lot of subliminal dissection of women's bodies, telling women their asses looked good, 
remarking on boobs. The entrepreneur released, or rather the restaurateur, released a statement saying, quote, I apologize to the people I have mistreated and hurt, although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in these stories have not been revealed to me, much of the behavior described does. In fact, match up with ways I have acted. That behavior was wrong and there are no excuses. I take full responsibility and I'm deeply sorry for any pain, humiliation or discomfort I have caused. Ugh. This is like the least abnormal thing. Yeah. Like sexual harassment when you work in a restaurant is so normalized. It's a par for the course. It's so normalized. Yeah. Like I was talking about this to Jezebel coworkers, but like when I was a 19-year-old busser at a restaurant a chef found, like, a picture of me in a swimsuit on MySpace and, like, printed tons of them and posted them all over the kitchen. Cool. And I think at the time, like, I was kind of, like, it was still really important to me that they liked me. Yeah. And I think it was, like, so I was kind of, like, it's funny. Like, it's right. okay. It's funny. You, like, go along with it. And, like, luckily in this case, our restaurant was owned by a woman. Nice. Who was just, like, take that shit down. Oh, that's great. Which is not necessarily even true for women in the restaurant industry because I think, again, it's so normalized that you're just, like, yeah, you this just, is, like, welcome to the club, Yeah, kid. it's like a hazing thing that you just, like, know you have to go through. Yeah. It's really, really hostile. Yeah. All over the place. So I know the day before the story broke, I guess it was Sunday, mm -hmm. I was on a text thread because— People were tweeting that a story about a famous chef was about to break, mm -hmm. and we were trying to guess who it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, any of them? Like, yeah, like any – pick one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, like, they were all betting on Bourdain, which I was like, I would be kind of surprised be just surprised. because he's dating a, one of Weinstein's accusers. He's dating yeah, Asia Argento. That's right. And I just – he seems like an asshole, but I don't get that. Yeah. Fight, you I know? mean, and I'm sure he'll, like – Prove me wrong because who doesn't disappoint? Exactly. I also feel like he's someone who kind of owns his behavior a little yeah, bit. Where definitely. Like he wrote that thing. He did that interview with Slate where he talked about how he's worried that Kitchen Confidential, his oh, yeah. book, like contributed to this culture of misogyny mm -hmm. in the culinary world, which it, I think it did a it little did. bit. Yeah, 100% probably. Um, but yeah, my vote, I was like, it's Bobby Flay. It has to oh be my Bobby God. Flay. <laughs> Um, and I Bobby, be I want to apologize until those allegations come around. Yeah, if they do. I know you were not a great husband to Law & Order Stephanie March. No, you were not. <laughs> You're but also a very bad dancer. I'm sorry that I immediately accused you. <laughs> um, the, the chef bullshit is so dumb to me. Like, I get, like, the whole, like, cult of, like, I mean, it's the same thing around, like, movie producers or, like, men who are funny. They get a lot of praise that does not necessarily meet the quality of their work. It's like that old thing where it's like women are cooks and men are chefs. And, yeah. you know, it's like it's considered this very like home-based activity for women where it's right. like this kind of like badass just rebel boy. So fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's like just because you're not socially functioning enough to work in a world where you have to like interact with people, regular people, it doesn't basis. mean that you are cool. No, it means you have like a problem. You should like investigate that. Or it means, like, either it means, like, you have, like, a real problem, which many of us do, mm -hmm. or you are an asshole. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm not going to, like, put you on a pedestal for being an asshole. No, no one gets a fucking prize for being an asshole. And yet society continues to reward many people for being assholes all the time because they interpret it as art. You are so right. And that's really dumb. Anything else on Batali for you? No, just another bad man. Yep, just add him to the list. Louis C.K. Oh, Yes. He's buying uh, back the rights to his creepy creep movie, <laughs> I Love You, Daddy. A movie about 
his adult sexy daughter mm. who falls in love with who, who begins a relationship with like an, a decrepit an older old male director. Right. A cool film. Called I Love You, Daddy. A movie that someone would have to walk to the movie, th- the ticket thing, and say, I'd have two for I Love You, Daddy. Um, and I've had people will. Yeah. But he's buying it back from The Orchard, which is the film the distribution, distribution center that bought it for $5 million. Mm-hmm. And he's buying it back for $5 million, plus any marketing costs. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I don't ever want to see it. I don't think. I bet a lot of people want to see it. A ton of people. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter who are like, that I follow that are like film critics or whatever, being like, I'm just about to start. Like, oh boy. I think people just can't wait to absolve Louis C.K. Yeah. So like if it's like, actually this movie is artistic like, genius. Brilliant. Right. See, look at the cost of this witch hunt. <laughs> Movies like I Love You Daddy oh can't be seen by the masses. I mean... Black really. and white <laughs> art films. Fucking shitty jerk-off art films about a 17-year-old, a sexy 17-year-old dating, like, a crusty 80-year-old or whatever. Like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm so sad for you, Louis C.K. You, I never thought you were that funny, if I'm being honest. I really liked him. Okay, I'm sorry. But, no, it's okay. I, I think this job has, like, ruined everybody for me where it's, sure. like, there, yeah. we've talked about this before where there's just I, – I don't love any celebrity enough where it would no be, need. like, yeah. wow. Again, maybe Andy Samberg and Joanna Newsom, if yeah. they, like, fell apart, I'd be, like, oh, no. <laughs> but that's just, like, my weird thing. <laughs> I mean, I just fully expect everyone to disappoint me at some point, whether True. it be on a personal level or, like, a celebrity level. And so – that's that. Because we're all flawed human beings. Exactly. No one's perfect. Throw a little ego and money in there. And then fuck, watch out. Look out, baby. <laughs> Look out, daddy. Oh my God. So goodbye, Louie. Please go to sex rehab or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Just reflect a little bit. Reflect. Reflect. That's good. That's all I'm asking there for. There should be like an island of reflection for all of these men. That's like what a penitentiary was oh, built sorry. to be. <laughs> Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> I never mind. There should not be an island of reflection. No. I take it back. <laughs> just how about just like a personal island okay, and sure, that every sure, man sure. is an island. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Where you take responsibility <laughs> mm-hmm. and think about what you can do going forward to yeah. resolve and solve. Okay. <laughs> Without Megan just came out swinging hard for like the the prison prison complex. (laughs) I do not believe that. I really don't. Okay, let's move right the fuck along. Oh my God, can you believe it? The Golden Globes, it's happening. The nominations <gasps> have been announced. It is time. Oh my God, it comes so soon. It always like, it's, in Jan- it's like the first week of January. Is it? I thought it's it was- January 7th. It's oh like the God. first one to go. Oh, right. Usually. And it's like the fun one. Yeah, it's because everyone can like drink and like do whatever. Yeah, they all get, they all get a little Yeah, saucy. little tips. They've got like a little dinner. So some people got nominated and some people notably did not. Get Out, 
was only got two nominations, I believe. Yeah, I think it got Best Actor. Yeah. And then Best co- Comedy. Best Musical or Comedy, but Jordan Peele got snubbed. Uh, right, as director. crazy. Which is ridiculous. Because he's kind of considered, like, the breakout director of the year. Yeah. And I don't think Screenplay was nominated either. I don't think also so. also crazy. Yeah. I think that's definitely in my not. This is like not a bold statement. It's right. in my top five of the probably my top three movies of the year. Yeah, it was really good. Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo, yeah. yo, chill, man. Get out! Chill, yeah, yeah. chill, chill, man. Girls Trip was also snubbed. Yeah, and there was a lot about how Tiffany Haddish, like, might be the kind of breakout star of award season mm-hmm. and win a bunch of shit. And then this is just, like, she didn't even get nominated despite right. being fantastic in that she movie. She was very good in that film. Don't play me, nigga. I will end you. You end your little thirsty-ass wannabe milf. But not really a milf. Nigga, you getting the old bitches from the rest of the home? Is that what you're doing to my house, girl? You fucking with Gladys Knight, nigga? Do you got knee pads under them slacks, Slurpee? Dana, this is my Aunt Marion. A lot of female directors, all, most of them, shafted. There are no women uh, nominated for Best Director. Rotten Tomatoes actually put out a tweet that was uh, pointing out that Patty Jenkins has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes for Wonder Woman. Where do you think you're going? Dee Reese has a 97% for Mudbound. You walk here? Yes. Let me give you a lift. Greta Gerwig has a 99% for Lady Bird. Or, or the way that you don't work. You're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Lady Bird. Uh, well, actually, it's not. And, it's and Catherine Bigelow has an 83% for Detroit. With United Security, I'm going to that grocery store across the street. I come bearing gifts. Oh. Thank you. So they are among the best-rated movies of the right. year. And yet... Steven Spielberg is nominated. I'm just surprised that, like, at least Patty Jenkins. Because I feel like you couldn't have, like, more than one, right? Why? Because that's just how shit works. I mean, not I, that, I not that I'm saying— I thought this was going to be, like, woke year. Oh, really? I kind of thought, like, they were going to be, like, oh, in light of all this stuff. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good point. I mean, I just—I think my just expectations are so low. Yeah. That, like, I figured, like, you can have—there's going to be one. I think that these type—like, Hollywood loves to self-congratulate. So my thought was that they would do sort of a thing where they're just like, see, like, look how wonderful we are. Yeah. Look, it's all women and people of color. Right. Even though as, like, this tweet demonstrates and just as the work of the year demonstrates, yeah. that is where all of the best art was coming from. Right. But it's still just like, no, no. We're staying with the men. Right. It's just, it's so, the white men in particular. Oh, yeah. What's a gal or a guy who's not white got to do to get for? I don't know. Or a non-gender confirming person. Honestly. Just un- kind of un- Just literally everyone else that is not a white man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer for you, unfortunately. Um, Mariah Carey got a nomination. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, Thank goddess. Thank goddess. And I just made a small note that the best performance for an actress in a limited series is Stacked, which I think it's Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Jessica Lange, Susan Sarandon, and for some reason, Jessica Biel. Oh, she's in that show. The Sinner. The Sinner. Which I have not watched of you. No. I have no interest in it, I don't think. I bet it's going to be Nicole, you think? I think so, too. Let's see. She won the Emmy. 
She did win the Emmy. I think it will be Nicole. Yeah, because I also, I cannot make an accurate judgment because I haven't seen um, Feud. Yes, I have not either. Um, I'm sure they're both great. But I'm sure also... they're wonderful, but I think it'll be Nicole. I mean, speaking of like the stacked, stacked category, mm-hmm. Big Little Eyes is for sure coming back for a season two, which everyone has hinted at. Why? Yeah, I don't, Why? I don't know. I'm so mad about this. I think it's so dumb. I thought it had, like, I thought that the first season was, like, so perfectly yes. soapy and just, like, satisfying. It was, like, wrapped up nice and, like, boop. Like, there's no need for a second season. Maybe, like, Alexander Skarsgård's ghost is going to be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God. He, like, pops out of the fridge of that sad little apartment that she rented, which is actually very nice, by the way. Also, I think she got the house. True. Good point. Good point. Rightly. As she should. Um, she, like, went back to practicing law. <laughs> now that she was free from the shackles. Yeah, that fucking guy. Yeah. So my fear with the second season was that it was basically going to be, like, really shitty fanfic. Mm. But apparently Leanne Moriarty, the woman who wrote the book that the thing is ba- the show is based on, has written, like, a story that's like a follow-up to what these women could possibly be doing. Mm. So it's going to be based on that. There are some new characters, Bonnie's parents, Zoe Kravitz. Um, her parents are going to be in the second season. There's a woke teacher who gives Amabella a, um, a, ner- a panic attack because he teaches about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Dern in all these nominations? She's probably in Best Supporting, huh? I would think so, yeah. She was so good in that show. She was show. so fucking good. But here's, okay, so this is coming back. It was inevitable. People loved it. Also, people love money. But Jean-Marc Vallée said in an interview when the show ended in April, to do a season two, I'm not for it. Let's move on and do something else. If there's an opportunity to reunite with Reese Nicole and these characters, of course, I'll be a part of it. But Big Little Lies 1 is a one-time deal. Big Little Lies 2, nah. The end is for the audience to talk about. Imagine what you want to imagine and that's it. We won't give you a season two because it's so good like this. Why spoil it? Can you read it again in a French accent? No. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> Just the last line. Uh, we won't give you a season two because it's so good like this. Why spoil it? Ooh, very good. Yeah, thanks. That was I love it. <laughs> so, um, Jean-Marc eating your fucking words because HBO probably threw like 25 garbage bags full of money at you and you caught them with your little French hands. I mean, he did kind of gird for that in this quote, even where he's True. like, why do it? But if there's an opportunity to do it, I'll someone do it. Give me some fucking money. I'll just do yeah, it. Give me some francs. Yeah, give me some francs. Let me twirl my little moustache. <laughs> um, I'll eat une baguette. And then I will We have really direct. evolved uh, <laughs> stereotypes in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> They're definitely not like from a Pepe Le Pew cartoon produced in That's 1952. Pepe Le Pew is a problematic skunk. Oh my god! Like yes. my goodness, the most one of the most problematic cartoon animals that I can think of, and there are many. You are a girl. I am a boy. We have all that in common, darling. May I call you darling? You may call me streetcar because of my desire for... I, I get a kick out of her. God, Pepe Le Pew should have his, like, we should bring down Pepe Le Pew. 
allegations against Pepe Le Pew. Um, who I mean, we have it harassing? all. It's all, on, it's tape. all on tape. You're right. It's in plain sight. God, it just shows how culture changes. He thought he could just get away with it. <laughs> he was fucking disgusting. He was a pervert. I mean, his last name was Le Pew. Le Pew. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> I mean, he was a skunk. Well, we're coming for you, Pepe. Yeah, I got, I got your fucking number, Pepe. Watch out. <laughs> the second most loathed Pepe <laughs> in the cartoon world right now. <laughs> Maddie and I are just pivoting to, Pepe Le, to a Pepe Le Pew investigative report. I love it. So, yeah, good for you, Jean-Marc Vallée. And uh, everyone else, Reese and Nicole, congrats. Um, we do have to issue a correction. And that last week, we oh, included yes. the wrong All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, we did. Because our sweet, sweet little producer, a little cherub Levi, has somehow angel. never seen Love Actually. Um, Levi, weigh in if, if you'd like to defend yourself. Uh, uh, so I, I looked it up on Spotify for Love Actually, and uh, and so I found I, I what I thought was an album. Turned out to be a playlist that somebody put together, and it was not what happened in the movie or what was played in the movie. I don't remember the movie. <laughs> I think I yeah. blocked it out of my memory. Fair. Uh, so I apologize, dear, dear audience, oh. for my mistake. That's okay. You know what? It doesn't. It sounds like an honest mistake. An honest it sounds mistake. Like yes. I saw. I saw the playlist that it was pulled from. Oh, you did. I also thought it was the motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, because Spotify is tricky like that. So I just want to say, I back him up on this. I also back Levi up um, because I back Maddie up. But, you know, an eagle-eared listener yeah, was someone like— someone who was really— was like, this is not—like, the girl who, like, it. sang in Love Actually is actually very talented. She is. Very—she's now on Adventure Time or something. Oh. Olivia Olson And the person—Leslie the, Le, uh, Lessard yes. is the one who cued us in. She did. So thank you, Leslie. Thank you. We're sorry, Olivia. Yep. We'll I'm know. sure we'll insert a clip of the right song, right? Yes. Here. The holidays are rapidly approaching. Whatever you celebrate, there's a chance that you might be going to some sort of dinner party. Maybe you're going to a family event where you need to be a little bit sauced up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your story is. We don't know your life. Um, But you're going to, if you're going to be a good guest, bring a bottle of wine. Yep. Which is why we are having a celebrity wine tasting. (laughs) Um, And to do so, we have two... Dirtcast celebrities joining us, my favorite returning guests, Viviana Olin and Matt Harkins of the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, 1994 Museum. And now you guys can talk. Thank you so <laughs> much for having us. Thank We're you so much. So happy to have you There's here. Literally no one better. I mean, this is this is the best place to be the Dirtcast podcast. Yes. Thank yes. you. Together oh my with God. You. Yeah. It's good. so fun. We have so this is where we met. Did we meet in this room? We did, yeah. So we 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 were had you guys on, and then we became real life friends. IRL, IRL, real life friends. Wow. Like we have 
taken a train together. Oh my god. We've had like kind of a weekend getaway. Yeah, we oh did. God, we had, like I would this. say we had an adventure. We had an adventure. <laughs> um Matt and Viv took me to a casino in Queens. There's a casino in Queens, and I'm addicted to gambling. Oh, my God. And so I was like, you're all enabling me. (laughs) (laughs) I had fun. Yeah, well, you're a a Las Vegas girl. Yeah, I'm from Las Vegas. Nice. So we have sitting in front of us three bottles of wine. All from Celebrity Vineyards. All from Celebrity Vineyards. Um, They range in price. The most budget-friendly version uh, is... Called the Dreaming Tree Crush. It's a California red wine from 2015. Mm. Great year. It's our best year. (laughs) It's an exciting collaboration between Dave Matthews and seasoned winemaker Sean McKenzie. And I bet it's going to be really good. I feel like if you're going to drink a DMB wine, it should be out of like a a wine skein or like a jug. (laughs) Yeah. That you just like carry with you on the – Yeah. To Joshua Tree or wherever you're going. Yeah. The Redwoods. Uh, um, a goat skin. A goat, a goat skin. skin. Yeah. That's what, yeah. No, it's called Crush. Dreaming Tree is the vineyard. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And then Crush is the flavor. Crush red. <laughs> crush oh. red wine. That's my favorite flavor. So crush. it's yeah. not even like specifying like a grape or whatever. It's just Crush. Is it Was that a Dave Matthews song or album? Um, it was crash. crash. Okay. Nice. Okay, but, yeah. bringing it back, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you're like a Dave Matthews guy and you're like, that's how it goes. Our producer confirmed that it is a song. Dreaming tree has died. The air is growing thick. The fear it cannot hide. The dreaming tree has died. While Maddie opens this wine, I will read the Dave Matthews lyric and or like lyrical poem that's on the back of this. It's entitled, Two Hot Dogs in a Pickup. Oh, we just had a hot dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> a hot day, two dogs chase a stick thrown into a pond again and again. The older, slower dog never gets the stick and moans at the effort, but always goes in. Maybe this time. What a poet. Wow. Yeah. I feel like it didn't make any sense. No, that made no fucking <laughs> sense. <laughs> it's my favorite Dave Matthews' contribution is when his tour bus leaked poop over that yes! bridge and it landed yes! on people. Yes! Oh, no, I remember that. I yeah, yeah. Oh, my I God. That story. It's really good. That's the best thing he's ever done. When I was a teenager, I hooked up to, with a really hot guy to Dave Matthews. I thought you were say it was so, Dave Matthews. I know, me too. I was, <laughs> I was like, Dave Matthews was a teenager. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <this> a different <laughs> story. Interesting. We probably shouldn't talk about this. So I'm going to... Do a little pour. We're using real glass. We are real wine glass. Stemware. Stemware. <laughs> so stupid. All right, here goes. Just gonna. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, sorry. We're just tasting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, these are very. I usually drink wine out of like plastic cups at my home, so. I mean, maybe this is just like our way of tasting. I'm making a mess. Yeah, that's a good amount for me. <laughs> You're like actually. Like, okay, so I'll take the I'll take the generous pour because I'm the dummy that did it. Okay. Okay. So the these, color is, I would say, yeah, let's, purple. Let's, let's walk through what we're seeing in the glass here. Um, garnet. garnet. Garnet is nice. I was. It looks like that uh, peel from the ordinary. Actually. Oh, kind of the lactic. Are you guys acid on peel? to? To the ordinary skincare. yet? No. Like really cheap uh, versions of expensive skincare. It's just like oh. the most stripped down version. How did you not text us the second you heard about this? <laughs> I don't know. They sell it, they sell it at Ricky's. I was hoarding it. <laughs> it used to only be online and now it's at Ricky's. But they it, do one it, really good peel. Oh. And it, that is um, this it looks like color. Blood. It looks like you just like have like bathed in the blood of your enemies. But, oh my God. Yeah. 
Okay, we're Let's on our way. Give it a right. Okay, I'm swirling. Mm-hmm. Smell, we smell it. <laughs> smells like wine. It mm-hmm. smells like smells wine, like- all right. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of, uh, okay, hold on. Okay. I'm going to say jammy berry notes. We're going to drink it now, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a thin feeling, you know. It is, yeah. yep, okay. I'll- that is not a heavy body, light body. It's light body, not the opposite of heavy body. <laughs> yep, cool. Um, I guess it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. No, I will not it. drink this, which is How not. How much was this? It's $14.99. Oh, this is great. Yeah. This is wine. Yeah, this, this is, is wine. wine. Yeah. yeah. This is one thing. It just yeah. like a little bit of like a. <laughs> I want to yeah. like, I need to drink water after it, which is probably not like I get that's the my first impulse is to also take a sip of water, which I feel like is not what you want to do. Like not the mark of a good wine. Yeah. I don't know. It's Anything? just like leaving like a little bit of a, like a fuzz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm already feeling oh. like a little like, hello. Why isn't his name at all on the bottle? Or it's like a hidden in the back? I it's feel like- only on the back. It's in the description on the back. My only real connection to Dave Matthews is that um, in my eighth grade science class, for some reason, they like gave the science teacher like drug prevention. Like he was the one who had to teach us about drugs. Oh, my God. And like chemicals? Things. Yeah. And like sex ed, even though it's like he oh, was just so like weird. this old man who didn't want to. Be doing it really? Sure, no. But he played a Dave Matthews song where it's like, this is just, I don't know how it actually goes, but it's like, suck it up, suck it in, suck it up, suck it in. Suck it up, suck it up, fill it up, chill. And then he was like, he was like, what do you think this song is about? And like, it's like about blow, but I think we were all like, Blowjobs? <laughs> like Close no, enough. like all of these eighth graders are like sucking dick. Like we don't know. Like <laughs> oh my god, I guess all musicians do blow, but I just cannot imagine getting high with Dave Matthews. That just I no. can't comprehend it. What would he want to do? I think he like he had a talk problem. About. I think oh, he, he had a real big problem. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. One of my best friends went to a Dave Matthews concert when we were in like I don't know maybe it's sometime in high school, and he made the mistake of wearing a Dave Matthews shirt. To <gasps> the concert and a, a man, someone threw a chip witch at him. That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hope he, I don't think he listens to this. So that's good. That's like one of my favorite stories. <laughs> he got hit in the back with a chip witch at a Dave Matthews concert, like oh in Poughkeepsie. Oh it's my really God. wonderful, wonderful story. Oh, Lord. Poor guy. I can taste that in the wine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All of that is yeah. contained. If you had to, like, rate this on a point system, like, wine spectator. I am so easily pleased. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say, like, eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Really I'm going to give it That's a 10. extremely <laughs> hot. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. It tastes like juice. It was it does, It's yeah. like juice. It's doing its job. It's great. Yeah. A six. Six. I don't like red wine, though. I really prefer white. Well, that's great that we have three red wines. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. <laughs> um, I just don't want to be a pill. Yeah, I'm going to say a seven. I think this would be like a good barbecue wine. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's just like inoffensive. If you're like going to like a pizza party. Right. Oh, a pizza party wine. Yeah. yeah. This would be great with pizza. Yeah, it yeah. would. Oh. And yeah. who's going to be mad at, um, you know, Crush? <laughs> Dreaming tree. <laughs> no Crush one. is actually, now that I know, like a very appropriate name because it just tastes like juicy. Yeah. You were you, you were right about the, the wine pulls you in with notes of smoky berry and hmm. a pop of raspberry jam. Yeah. Shut it's, up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, uh, it's the kind of wine you're going to want to share with friends, whether you're sitting at the dinner table or outside on the patio. Shut up. We did it, guys. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Maddie did it. Oh, my God. You I said didn't... it was jammy, and then you said it'd be great for a barbecue. <gasps> That's actually, I swear on you my goddamn it. life that I didn't know any of that. Wow. She's a witch. <laughs> she is a witch. I mean, can I have the cork so I don't spill this? No. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, we're going to get wild in here. I'm getting fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, next. We're in price. In price. Okay. We're jumping so up. We are. We're jumping up to a... price point. That's Mm -hmm. a nice mid. That's sort of like, if you know, not too fancy, but not too cheap either. This is Barrymore by Carmel Road. Drew's Blend. Uh, That's Drew Barrymore for anyone who's— You have not put together. You could not figure that (laughs) out. not Drew Carey's wine from the Barrymore vineyards. Um, Although I'm sure his is great. It's a Pinot Noir. The, The label is a little classier. The label is like you wouldn't necessarily know it's a Drew Barrymore wine if you didn't read curated by Drew Barrymore. Right. That's shocking to me that they wouldn't that they're they seem so secretive about the fact that yeah, these are their his, wines. Yeah, because you would really you would have to pick up the Dave Matthews and you have to pick up the bottle and like read the blurb. It was my job to like market these though. I would be like, listen, we're gonna blow up a photo of your face. Yes. you're going right on the label, <laughs> yes. and then the label's gonna be mostly you. Yeah, and the name the wine is gonna be called your name. Yeah. Well, that's why like Brandy Glanville's right is like unfiltered blonde, and it's just like her. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's fucking incredible. I did that. Incredible. I designed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did Sorry. That. Here, can I have your guys' oh, glasses? Thank you. Sorry, I'm pouring around a mic, so things are getting a little drippy. Yeah, there's a lot of red white on the table. That's quite all right. You're saying a lot where there's literally four drops. I'd say in more red. It's more, it's It's clearer. It smells a lot different. Oh, it smells like so subtle. It says it smells like like a headache. Yes. The other one, like, it was like, oh, I'm going to get a headache. Right. I'm getting like, I sound like such a fucking asshole. Do it, do it. I'm going to say, like, it also has, like, really bright notes. Bright but notes. also, there's, like, a bit of a tobacco Oh, I do get scent. that, like a smoke. I Like, just, like, tobacco leaves. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. I Now that you say that, like, I totally think so. Are you, like, a wine expert? <laughs> Are you no, but I, had to, I waited tables for so many years oh that I would have to, one, I would have to bolt, make things up all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to drink this. Oh, that's a sweet. Oh, Jesus. It's a sugary sweet, but it's like I was not expecting that. It tastes like a blend. Drew's blend. It tastes like a blend. Well, yeah. I bet it's a lot better than the last one. It's, it's, I bet. It's, yeah. <laughs> Did you get the last one at 10? I get the last one at 10. I don't know. We need a rating system. It's expe- I believe it as much I would prefer this to the other if offered. <laughs> I like, could drink yeah. a lot of this, test. I feel. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I could too, for sure. It's drier. Also very light. Doesn't make my mouth feel fuzzy. Yeah. Like the Dave Matthews one did. Mm-hmm. Clean. Clean is the, yep. <laughs> it's a clean. I mean, it, it's very uh, representative of. Of Drew. Of Drew. Yeah, Drew's light, effervescent, mm-hmm. ethereal, ethereal, as we discussed. we did. Yep. Um, she's a fairy. And yeah, this is like totes. definitely what the fairies are partying on, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's not like young Drew Barrymore. It's it's oh, now. No, no, no. It's yeah. center this is grown Drew up. Barrymore. This is grown up Drew Barrymore. Um, yes. It's age appropriate Drew Barrymore. Yeah, caftan wearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Knows what she wants out of life. Yep. Not sure. afraid to go get it. Yeah. She has all of her owns her a production company. Yes. Yeah. This Good wine owns her. a production company. This wine definitely. <laughs> owns la- flower films. <laughs> the label of this wine looks like something you'd find also like on the sh- like multiple bottles of this on the shelf of like a mid-price like Italian restaurant also. It's like classy but not that classy. Yeah, the first one's definitely pizza barbecue. Right. Yeah. And this one is a fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Ooh, I was going to say a pasta. Yep. Yeah. A pasta oh my dish. god, we're having a pasta oh dinner god. after this. <laughs> what does she say? As Chris and I set out to craft this wine, we don't know who Chris is. Why does she <laughs> assume we would? Rude. Um, She's so familiar with everyone. We wanted to make a beautiful Pinot Noir for sharing with friends and family by sourcing from our sustainable. Ooh, it's sustainable. It Thank tastes God. sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes sustainable. Farm vineyards in the foothills of the Santa Lucia Mountains. <laughs> we were able to create an unforgettable wine with flavors of fresh cherry, warm spice. That's that tobacco we were talking about. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the balance of acidity and minerality. I would say she achieved that. I think she did think a great she job. Did too. Yeah. There's definitely some, the pucker that I was saying. The, right. The yeah. We invite you to open this bottle to enjoy her on the table. Now I'll open it only in spite. <laughs> um, a place where great memories are made. From our family to yours. Just Drew Barrymore. Like, just like here. Oh, yes. okay. I think we just made some memories. We did make Chris some Cato is the winemaker. Oh, is that like the Chris, she, she, was, said the that Chris she was referring to? I like that she respects us enough to know that we assume that it's been crushed. Yeah. She doesn't tell us that. Right. <laughs> 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 We've jumped up in price range quite, quite a bit. Quite a bit. It is a Syrah. It's called Pursued by Bear. That's the that's the <laughs> is that that's the, vine- the that's oh, the vineyards. The vinery. What the fuck is wrong? The vinery. Um, it's a 2013. It is 57.99, which is a lot of money. Maybe the most expensive wine I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was thinking. I was like, oh my god. Um, and it's produced. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin is the celebrity that mm. is mm. attached to this uh, bottle of wine. It came with a uh, a drip, a very erotic drip of black wax over True. the cork. Oh, it was Much sexy. Much as he's an erotic drip of something. Cream wax. Cream and <laughs> vanilla colored wax. <laughs> yes. So Kyle McLaughlin, mm. known to some mm. of the world as Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. Known to this room as Trey. Trey. Trey McDougal from <laughs> Sex in the City. I, I don't want to do this anymore. You are so angry at me. Could not get it up except for women with big jokes. What's his name in Showgirls? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Just man? (laughs) (laughs) No, he has a name. I am from Vegas, so I never watch any movies about Vegas. But last year, Matt showed me Showgirls, 
And I mean, transformative. And that scene in the pool is just like, oh my lord! It's so not sexy in any way. Which no, is... it's a hundred percent sexy. <laughs> oh, all I'm the so way. <laughs> I just feel like it, like Elizabeth Berkley is doing like kind of a seizure, like where it's just like she's yeah. like flopping yeah. into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how deep do you want to get? Because we've heard uh, that she was t- the director of it in interviews says now that he told her to do that to overdo every action. Yeah, he's lying. Yeah. Like her winter fries, and she's like different places. Yeah, like, different places. <laughs> God, that movie is so good. I the first time I saw it was playing a drinking game, and I think that's the drunkest I've been in a very oh, long time. Really what was it like? Good. You drink every time. It's like you had to right? drink every time that like the MC at the strip club showed her boobs. You had to drink every um, time. Like there was, it was literally just like any time like an acrylic nail was on screen. <laughs> like it was just, I don't know. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> this wine smells so good. Okay, I mean, okay, I mean, this is like it looks very sexy. It's like a deep. It's purple. not as clear. It's got legs. It's Isn't dangerous. That what it's oh my god, this wine is so, so dangerous. dangerous right? Oh my god. Yeah. Well, oh it's my called god. Baby Bear. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm literally in like a log cabin in Washington. Yeah. I'm at a hot tub. It's chilly outside. Yeah, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin is just literally like. All over me. It's, just, it's lovely. I'm imagining him like weirdly in a cowl neck sweater in uh, the hot tub. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even need to take it off. Are we tasting? Oh my God. Oh, oh. that's really good. I hate red wine and that's delicious. That is like a hot, that is like Valentine's Day. That tastes like Valentine's Day. This is Day. like fucking wine. Uh, this is, yeah, is get this really wine fucking to wine. Fuck. fucking wine. Um, it's very like, this is ha- as a, ooh. Matt just kind of gave oh, a little flinch. Just, I think Drew Barrymore's better. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's more of a fucking <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, this is like, again, when I was a waitress, I would have described this wine as a very masculine wine. Mm. This is a masculine okay. wine. Like it's assertive? Um, where I'd just be like, oh, there's like, again, I made up almost 99% really of what I said. But I'd be like, oh, it's like there's like really dark fruit notes with like a little bit of like leather aroma. Um, again, like I would throw out the word tobacco. And then okay. I'd probably okay. say something like this is like what you would like imagine being drinking in a log cabin. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, you'd be I, – I bet you were great. You were proud, yeah. Um, I did like to take people on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> um the note on the back of the uh, label is from Kyle himself. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <clears throat> Hi, Kyle. <laughs> it reads. One second. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> Baby Bear continues the theme of my first wine, Pursued by Bear, mm. and is named in honor of my son. Mm. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> With the- Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Working with the Dunham Cellars winemaking team, we source grapes from two very great sites, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Aged in large punch-in barrels until it was just right. (laughs) This wine is no baby. (laughs) Cheers, Kyle. Also, I just want to say. Kyle, what the fuck? No one here is is drunk. We've had three sips of wine. Well, we didn't eat much today. (laughs) I was the excitement of Drew Barrymore's show. It was already, mmm, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. That's okay. Well, that I don't think you should be. <laughs> um, the, I think you should own your the label. Has a very alluring. All right, I will. <laughs> What's on the label? Um, there's a sleeping father bear with a tiny baby bear trying to wake him up. I don't want any more of this one. <laughs> <laughs> This wine is inappropriate. Um, I feel just so I'm just so like led down a rabbit hole. And then told, yeah, e- e- bad, you know. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> I should have looked at the picture. <laughs> but I don't think you would taste this wine and be like, oh, this is a wine from father to child. To child. Son. Yeah. Right. This is like it a shouldn't wine be a wine. Like... Should that be like a milk? Yeah. Ew. Or like a, yeah. Or like a. I'm just thinking what would be an appropriate like an apple sauce. A go gurt. Yeah. A go gurt. Like yeah. an artisanal go gurt. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, I enjoy this wine very yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, I think you could probably get like a good budget wine that's like not attached to a celebrity name that's probably just as good definitely but and that gives you less weird complicated feelings yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't fuck viviana up so yeah bad. there's no like emotional roller coaster that you have to go through to just drink it it's just wine it's like not a big deal um, that's what you pay for i guess the roller coaster it's true it's part of the experience that's the flavor you get it Uh, so I want everybody to like fill up with their favorite. I'll take more baby bear. Matt's Reaching going for, for Drew. the Drew. Drew. I'm gonna have like a nibble of the baby. Nobody's going for Dave Matthews. I can't. No, I think <laughs> we're gonna disgust. Take it home. <laughs> yeah, someone have it. It's um, so give good. Give it to like a gutter punk. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just they'll just be like, the maybe like, oh, that's my little brother. I'll go home. <laughs> you could fill out the wine, the neck tags that came with. I do want to hear about your latest exhibit, Redux. Uh, we started in 2015 after we watched a documentary on Tanya Harding called 30 for 30, The Price of Gold. There's been a violent attack on an American athlete. Nancy Kerrigan was attacked as she left the ice. Attacked by an unknown assailant. It was such a bizarre story that you just kind of went, what? I'm trying to get a description from the lady. No, there, there must be some mistake. That just doesn't happen. Security is high. They're doing a thorough investigation to try and find the man who did it. NBC's now breaking the story that Tanya Harding... Authorities are focusing their attention on Tanya Harding. Plot designed to steal Olympic gold. I mean, the rumors were just flying immediately. Wouldn't it be wild if Tanya had something to do with this? There had never been in the history of sports anything like this. And we began our life, fell, really fell into the museum industry, you know. Um, <laughs> it found you, it. not the other way around. Oh, absolutely. That's so wonderful. I love um, that. <laughs> and uh, we did a Kickstarter and really like, we want to start the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan Museum because we want to talk about what America did to Tanya Harding. We want to create a safe space for that. Um, and then that led to, bup, 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 um, five exhibits later, we now have a storefront um, highlights include Olsen Twins Hiding from the Paparazzi. Uh, Yama Kipiebo, A Celebration of Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Nicole Ritchie's 2007 Memorial Day Barbecue, which is a collaboration with Pop Culture Died in 2009. Our friend Pop Culture, Matt. We love him. Yes. Uh, most recently, Real Housewives Pointing Fingers. Really a good um, one. But nice. I, Tanya, it was coming out, and we wanted to cap the year on something really fun. So we were like, let's rejuvenate the permanent collection. Mm -hmm. And so now in our front room, which we used to do our rotating exhibits, that is now our gift shop. You can come there. You can buy a fabulous hat It's that says, I'm an Olsen twin. You can buy a shirt that says, cast your own Cusack more. You know, you can buy that. You can gift it to someone. You can just keep it for yourself. And it has some art from our previous ones. But you go back. You enter into the back space. And you are transported into 1994. There are lights that are different colors. <laughs> there are neon signs. Okay, okay. There's a wall full of tabloids. This woman um, would come at once a month and drop us off a pile of National Enquirers and just say, they'll be safe here, you know. And, <laughs> and so we made an entire tabloid wall of that. It's very Katie Holmes heavy. There's art, artifacts. 
Um, there's a Tanya Floor and Nancy Floor. It's really an, ex- an experience. And I like the division of the floors where it's, you know— they need their own private space. They do. They do. They didn't get that in Lily Hammer. They certainly didn't. No, sir. Viv <laughs> <laughs> just took a big old s- swing of baby bear. <laughs> and now she's oh. about to spit it out. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> she's you kicking go. it over. <laughs> Our dream right now, we're just thinking 2018, we're thinking future. Um, we would love to, like, have this space just, like, a place for Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan fans and new fans and mm. people who are looking to discover her to go to and have their pet wedding set. Sure. And ideally our next exhibit would be a pop-up in LA. Nice. And we would love to like, yeah, just react to new spaces and new and new places. Mm-hmm. So that's our goals right now. Because if we do that, if we figure out, uh, we don't know the the book's so great, but we're going to figure that <laughs> out. But then this could be like a permanent institution. We wouldn't have to keep on changing it out. And then— And I, Tanya's coming out, so I feel like there's going to be a whole new generation of people who are interested in the story. Absolutely. Um, I agree. We need to see a wholesome American family. I don't have a wholesome American family. You skated like a graceless bull dyke. I was embarrassed for you. My entire life, I've been told I wouldn't amount to anything. You know what? Maybe I would. We've seen the movie twice. We did a screen last night. We stand this movie— this movie is great. Alice and Janney is phenomenal. Our only complaint is that the guy who's playing Jeff is a little too hot. He's oh. very but, hot. Um, really? Sebastian We ain't Stan. too mad about oh, it, what? you know? Yeah. They like, oh. just like, slapped a little rat mustache on him. Uh, and Jack Lee was to... like a monster. Oh, that's Yeah, but Shane Stan. No, no, Sebastian, Sebastian. Sebastian Stan yeah. is, a, is a cute little babe. A cute little babe. Mm, hey. He is. It's interesting. True. But it's been very DMS. interesting watching people's reaction to the movie. Right. Oh, it's very it's interesting. Almost exactly mirroring the reaction to, to what happened when it happened, when it happened gotcha. in 1994. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of understandable because it's like it's being marketed in like the very pink way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's like just some people saying things like, "Oh, like they assume it's a hot take to say, well, she's a criminal, and how dare she? And she's trash. And it's like, okay, go back to 1994 because this is not it's a new opinion that you have. We already talked about this. Yeah. Right? And um, she's also literally been punished. She paid over $100,000. Yeah. and Never got uh, to ice skate again. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. well as the probation community service. Right. So it would be one thing if if there was no punishment for the crime itself. Yeah. But, like, she was punished beyond what she, I think, deserved. Uh, because right. she could not she could do Her career was taken away from her. The right. opportunity to make money off of fact that you know this was part of her life and they're in the news it just was gone mm-hmm. i think um, that immediately drew us in and and me in particular is just like you know she was absolutely from an abusive household she was in an abusive relationship she was not um i mean even though she, the, the people say oh, well she was a wild cat too she'd hit back but it's like um she was probably just in a very reactionary place and like taking every day as it came and like she was trained for the olympics and there's this guy there and his buds who are just like, oh, well, how do we capitalize on this? Right. And it's like to ignore all of that and think like, oh, well, what is she doing on a red carpet? Oh, we're just going to celebrate her now? It's just like, ah, oh, get out of here. I thought it really trivialized her abuse and like made it funny. I do feel, um, and I don't want to like play any cards here or anything like play that. Play it. Okay, well, Throw I'm, the card I'm, down, I'm, babe. I'm from an abusive household. I am, and then I, right before I met Matt, we started this museum. I was in a very abusive relationship. And I super, like, I, so that's why I connected with Tanya so much. But I did appreciate how it was portrayed. I mean, my way of dealing with it and becoming a person again after all of that was doing the museum. 
and working with Matt and just like finding my person hurt again, you know, because that's mm-hmm. it's robbed from you. And I think like Tanya's thing to deal with like the abuse from since she was a child was to skate. And I feel like had it been the tone on abuse that you expect that we're used to that like gives it the 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 gravitas that you know because abuse is like I mean if you haven't been in it it's like I mean you will never understand like exactly how like just it rips everything from you you know like I mean I was at a place where like I was losing chunks of hair just from stress I lied to my entire family and I have a very loving family you know but like I like by the skin of my teeth I made it out alive you know um, and I'm a smart girl you know um, and I have other things and stuff but like it's but it it robs that from you. And Tanya's thing was skating, you know? But, like, if it was, like, I do feel like if the movie had, like, had been brutally realistic or, like, given it the weight that on a, a conversation about abuse deserves, then Tanya's just an abused girl. Right. You know? And then it's—that is, I think, wrong. I think, you know, she was this athlete who did things that were so remarkable. You know, she made history. And I think— it's the same with Nancy. Like, I mean, I don't think Nancy ever wanted to be the victim. She never wanted to be in the victim box, you know, and we we made her the victim, you know. Right. And that's taking—I think I think that made her mad because it took away—she uh, just wants to be an athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. And in a two-hour movie that had to, like, tell this very big story, I appreciated it because it let you—it f- let you focus on the energy and spirit of Tanya. And had it gone the other way— it would have just been some abused girl, some victim. Like, it would have been just too dark. This, I I really do—and I do not have a partnership with the movie at all. You know? We tried. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no. We tried. They, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. They did not. Um, Don't worry about it. There's a, yeah. But I do feel very strongly about that, um, and I think it is important. That's good because I was kidding when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually. But that's I, also why I'm like so in defense of Vicky Gumbelson, you know? I do which know. Which is another this conversation, conversation we have, you know? <laughs> you're making me come out like I'm very like pro abuse in a way. <laughs> no, no, no. I, th- I, I, think you're, I think you're engaging in it in the right way. That, that yeah, it, it is something that should be honored in, in, in like, I have a weight. Yeah. I just, from, from uh, sur- like, survivor <laughs> perspective, I appreciate it because I do think Tanya wants to be seen in a certain way. I don't, nobody wants to be seen for their abuse. It's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Totally. And it's just so humiliating. And I appreciated how it was, like, how it handled it. I mean, I guess I think— and we talked about this on your first episode. I think Tanya Harding is a really unsympathetic person. When I watched uh, The Price of Gold, I found her to be completely unlikable. And my read was, this woman is a liar. And she is, she just like has a victim personality where she's never going to take responsibility for anything that happened. And she's still going to like be mad at Nancy Kerrigan, who really did nothing in all of this. So I went into this movie like very Team Nancy, mm-hmm. which surprised me in that I felt really defensive of Tanya. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because Alice and Janney is so likable. She's so good. Like for me, it was like seeing a mom make her little baby skate until she wets herself on the ice. Like it might have just been my screening room. The whole room laughed. And I was like, this is not— Oh, that's weird. That did not happen at the TGK oh. screening, I'll tell you so that. So they, like, there was, like, a lot of weird laughing in mine. And so, like, that, I think I was like, who is this movie for where they're laughing? That really is interesting because I 
I don't think that's a laugh moment. I think like there's some like uh, rollicking moments, but mm-hmm. I think like that moment, and then with the with the uh, spoilers um, with the with the knife in the arm. I think like there's several moments where it's like you're supposed to like oh like it just yeah. stops. There's doing, a moment like, where Tanya things. gets slightly stabbed. Yeah, oh, a little bit stabbed. Like I enjoyed it, and then I like felt bad for enjoying certain parts of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think a part of that has to do with the reaction of the people watching it around me, where there was uh, like there's like a really long abuse montage that's like set to like fun rock music, and like yeah. which is like I kind of get it as like a you know setting it up as like a contrast thing, but mm-hmm. it was very. Um, Again, like the audience attitude was very weird. I feel like from an artistic perspective, I appreciate it. But now hearing your side, I do feel like, yeah, it is going to the masses. And I I haven't even thought about how that'll be seen. So that's that's interesting. So, yeah, it's on that hairline. I mean, abuse isn't fun. No. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was like, there's a part, it's kind of in mockumentary style where they address the camera at certain points. And there's a part that kind of flashes forward to now Tanya being interviewed. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about her life. And she kind of says like, you know, I was a great athlete and then everyone hated me. And then I became a punchline. And she was like, you're the ones who are laughing at me. Mm -hmm. And it really bugged me because I was like, this movie has set her up as a punchline. Like, they have turned her into a joke. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to try to punish the audience for responding to that. And I think that's where I was like, "Mm -mm -mm, they're not getting a good (laughs) (laughs) Jezebel.com. But I did think it was, like, a fun movie. And I, like, like, I think people should see it. I would never be like, no, you'll hate it. I think it is, it's good. It just depressed me. But maybe that was more my audience. I think it, I think it, yeah, I think, um, I think it tells the story. I think it does show. I think it does show Tanya in a cool light. I feel like she's cool in it. Like there's so many moments of her like talking to the judges and like, yeah. she, like just like being bad ass, awesome. which is so cool. And I will say that we that we I read some article like when it was like maybe like two weeks ago where she said that she's seen it, Tanya, mm-hmm. and that she likes it. That's great. So I will say that our opinion is heavily influenced. By <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like because it's like at the end of the day. I think people are going to forget about the movie in a year, probably. Or, you know, who knows? But, like, yeah. it's, like, you know, the, the being in the news and stuff. So, it's, like, you know what? She's got a movie out. If she likes she it. She likes it. Know. We like it. Or whatever. Well, Matt, Viviana, <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. Thank you. THNK1994.com. 1994.com. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Hello, listeners. I come with heavy Christmas tidings, which is that we're about to go on a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. This is our 42nd episode, and we have done that all taking minimal breaks. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of going to like put a bow on season one. That was season one of Dirtcast. And thank you all so much for listening with us. So over the next couple of weeks, there are going to be some recast episodes. So if that frustrates you, skip them. No worries. You've heard him before. Look, you don't. It's, we're not. It's fine. You know, maybe a friend. You can introduce them. There you go. Or not. Or you not. Know, just do whatever. It's your holiday as it's well. It's your holiday. We're not in charge of you. But we will be back. So happy holidays. Happy holidays. And happy new year. Happy new year. Um, we love you. We do. We Intimately really do. and uh, casually. Yeah, just both. Depending <laughs> on the day, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. 
Manana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.